Hey everybody, Stephen here from the RPA Podcast Crew. We really hope you're enjoying this episode of Clear the Air, and we wanted to take a quick break to introduce you guys to another awesome podcast called 30 Minute Mentors, Leaders to Listen to. The podcast is hosted by Adam Mendler, and each week he is joined by one of the most successful people in America. Prominent leaders such as Fortune 500 CEOs, Olympic gold medalists, founders of household name brands, prominent political and military leaders, and many more. His weekly podcast provides listeners with tangible takeaways on how to excel in both their personal and professional everyday life. 30-Minute Mentors with Adam Mendler is available anywhere you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and now let's get back to the show. Welcome to a special segment of Clear the Air, um, an official RPA podcast. We have Tyler Sweeney and Amanda Chavez here at RPA. Um, Tyler, in a, did you mind introducing yourself first before we kind of get started? And Amanda, we can go next after that. Yes, sorry. I was frantically trying to find um, the button. No, you're fine. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Hi, I am Tyler Sweeney, a manager of digital strategy at RPA. Been at the agency for nine and a half years now, which is crazy to think about. Um, what else can I tell you? What else is impertinent that you need to know? Nine and a half years. That's crazy. Um, I guess I'm just curious, have you always been at the same department or have you jumped around a lot or has it always been digital strategy? Yeah, um, well, I've been in the same department, but the name of the department has changed. So when I first joined, we were just called social media and then we were at one point the digital content strategy team, and now we are the huh. digital strategy team. Cool. And tell you were an intern before at one point too, right? Or am I correct? Cool. Yeah. yeah. The my, the phrasing I like to say is born and raised RPA. So I started <laughs> as an intern and um, have continued my way up. That's cool. Uh, very rare to be at it, and we appreciate it, obviously, but it's very rare to be at an agency for that long, um, I think, in general. So that's 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 amazing. And congratulations. Cool. OK, um, mm-hmm. Amanda, do you, when you're in your own time, would you like to kind of introduce yourself to the podcast? Sure. Um, I'm Amanda and I am a digital production artist, RPA. Um, this will be my fifth year with the company. Um, I work just with the digital production team, creating assets for websites and um, social media, things like that. Cool. Okay, nice. Um, oh, and I want to ask too, for both of you, who, um, and obviously we've talked about this on the side, but for the listeners listening right now, who here nominated you each for the Beyond RPA program? And then we'll go into kind of discussing what that is. Yeah, um, Hannah Samad on my team, fellow digital strategist, <laughs> um, was the one that was, uh, but nominated me for this. And then Amanda, who, who, uh, who nominated you? Um, actually, <laughs> the, it's kind of embarrassing, but I kind of, uh, put my own name in the hat because I, I, don't, think, I don't think anybody I worked with uh, knew about what I was doing or yeah. I didn't really tell any of my coworkers about it. So I just, I don't know. I just thought um, maybe by nominating myself and if, if I was selected, then maybe I could, you know, help inspire people or, you know, give them something to try to uh, like yeah. a new hobby to learn or something like that or try to find a new way to help people. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Okay. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's very people first, in my opinion, just, you know, being proactive and being your biggest advocate and trying to, you know, inspiring people. That's amazing as well. So sometimes it kind of takes it into our own hands, but Tyler, thank you for also letting us know that, you know, um, you had Hannah Samad and the rest of your team kind of root for you as well. That's amazing. Um, but cool. Also for our listeners, I know I apologize. I probably did not make it clear what Beyond RPA is and what we're even discussing here. Um, so Beyond RPA, in the great words of Peter Wally himself, is Beyond RPA recognizes and rewards associates who inspire us with the pursuits outside of the agency. Um, so essentially to kind of speak off more of that, um, 
what kind of got both of you, uh, again, obviously you've been recognized by your coworkers and your team who have recognized you and acknowledged that the fact that you've done something amazing outside of your traditional duties here at RPA. Um, but I guess, what does it mean to you that the agency, and Tyler, you can go first. Um, what does it mean to you that the agency kind of took a moment to recognize that for you and that your team recognized that? Um, how important is something like this to you when it comes to agency culture and your overall experience here at RPA? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, the, the thing that I love about this whole program and initiative is that RPA, the agency, really recognizes that there's value um, as you as an individual, but also in you having sort of a life outside of work. Um, mm. it's, it feels great and rewarding to know that they see that in individuals and recognize that you following a, a specific passion or a, you know, an interest of yours outside of your nine to five will translate into you doing well in work as well. Like there are things and attributes um, in various passions and pursuits that are easily translatable into your day to day. And so I think that that recognition of that is is pretty powerful for someone working here. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like that you also mentioned that it's transferable too. Uh, I mean, I obviously being a league manager um, can be probably extremely stressful. I don't do anything of that nature, but I, I have co-managed a soccer team before. And it is a lot on top of already the professional responsibilities we have here at RPA. And then obviously I know that you're part of one of the ERG group leaders as well here at RPA. Um, so all that combined and still making time to do that. And then obviously being acknowledged. That's amazing. Um, a follow-up question to that before we go into, uh, your kind of side hustle and passion, Amanda, um, is Tyler, how did you get into, I guess you could say kickball? Like, I mean, how did, how did you stumble upon this? Did you do it in high school or college or something? Yeah, um, I did not. So when I first moved to Los Angeles from Texas, there was a moment in time where essentially I had lost the like original friend group that I had living here. And so yeah. for me to find a way to re-socialize and connect with a different group of people, um, I knew that like people played dodgeball <clears throat> pretty actively in the LGBT yeah. community. And I myself felt like I was not coordinated enough to play dodgeball. <laughs> um, but I knew that there were other sports out there. So um, yeah. I had landed and found that there was a kickball league. and. Um, it seems like something that was maybe not as dynamic or <laughs> hand-eye coordinated as <laughs> when playing dodgeball would be. So um, I did it mostly as a way to socialize and find friends, um, but since have like actually found that I can play pretty well and enjoy the sport. So um, I have sort That's of awesome. continued since then. Yeah, cool. There was like a couple of action shots of you in there and it looked like you're really getting into it. And I, I can't even imagine what throwing a kickball is like. Um, I'm not super hand-eye coordinated. So don't don't uh cut yourself shy i guess you could say it seemed like you're doing a good job so that's awesome man cool uh amanda would you like to kind of speak on a little bit i guess like what this kind of reward and recognition rather um means to you and i guess like what your experience has been so far here at rpa yeah honestly i feel like um a lot of companies don't really encourage you to have a life outside of your job what's kind of it's pretty yeah. rare so that's what i love about uh working at rpa you actually get like rewarded for things you do outside of work mm -hmm. um i think in the pandemic a lot of people picked up some new hobbies and found some new interests they never had before and for me that was sewing um i just wanted to find an activity to get away from my computer in yeah. general. So um, I'm a graphic designer by nature, which I love, but that also requires a lot of time being in front of a screen. So 
I'm always trying to find like new creative endeavors that will take me away from the computer and encourage me to kind of um, find a, a skill to get better at. Hmm. And I'm thankful that I had that flexibility at RPA um, with the, you know, the people first mentality. So. Yeah. And I thought your story was really interesting and very fascinating as well. I mean, the pay what you can option and donating over a thousand dollars to like organizations like the LA food bank and mm-hmm. organizations that support the black lives matters movement. Um, and I also checked out some of your masks as well. The Freddy <laughs> Guru one was really cool. Uh, that was really nice. Uh, what inspired you, um, I guess, to kind of do mass? I mean, obviously COVID, you know, picking up new skills, but, um, I mean, you could have done anything really, but I guess why, why mass specifically? And obviously, there's a, there might be an obvious answer to that, um, but there's got a lot more to it than that. So I, I'm kind of want to know what your what your two cents are about that. Like, how did you yeah. get to mass? Sure. So um, I started this uh, side project around April of 2020. I saw that homemade masks were becoming um, a little more common, and I just thought, hey, I want to create masks that I want to make because one, um, I have a I have a big head, so <laughs> no masks would fit me correctly. And um, yeah. I also thought I could make some fun ones with like Halloween or horror movie designs, which I'm sure if you could see by my shop, um, I'm yeah. a big fan of all that spooky stuff. So um, I honestly had no idea how to sew. I literally bought a sewing machine with zero knowledge about sewing. And I literally just watched a YouTube tutorial and went from there. But as far as like the donating money, I remember specifically one day watching the news and seeing this huge line outside of the LA food bank. Like it was just this aerial shot of all of the cars in, in this line. And it just hit me like, wow, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be so financially impacted by the pandemic that you can't even afford to put food on the table for yourself and your family. Like that image of all those cars just stuck in my, in my brain for so long. And it just inspired me to want to do more and donate money to this food Mm. bank. So yeah, in total, I think it was about 700, ish dollars that went to the food bank from the mask sales alone and that was just from people paying what they could like people were yeah. very generous with what they you know they decided to donate some people could only donate a dollar which is totally fine and i said that was you know that was great but people really put in a lot more money knowing that it was going to the food bank so um yeah for that yeah i was very very grateful for that and that's cool um and i mean over 1500 masks were sold i believe from what i read right or <laughs> how many masks have been sold now to date yeah, at this point, um, it's been actually since since the nomination, it was it's been over probably two thousand at this point. So cool. Yeah, I think I That's had posted awesome. something on TikTok, um, just making my masks, and then that video kind of blew up. And that yeah. week, I made like sixty masks in like a few Whoa. days, which was like, which was so wild. But um, yeah. yeah. Do you have help by chance or is it something you just do 100% by yourself now? No, I do it all by myself. I've had people wow. offer to help me, like people that know how to sew way better than I do. They've asked, <laughs> they've asked like, you know, if you need help. And I don't know, I'm just very like self-sufficient. I'm just like, no, I, I have a specific way I want to do it. So let me, yeah. I don't want anyone messing up. I get that. And also, I thought it's funny your, your comment about the large. I have, I do I have a big head myself. And so it's been very challenging to find something that does fit me appropriately without it looking like it's a diaper on my face or something weird. But yeah, anyways. a lot of people told me the same thing, too. Like in the reviews, they're like, yeah, I have, you know, for my husband, you know, most masks don't fit him. So like, you know, they'll yeah. fit me just right. Or, you know, I've, a lot of people have commented on the fit of them, which is like my whole 
which was the whole point of me wanting to make them myself because I just wanted them to fit, you know, very nicely on my my face, I guess. So. Yeah, no, you're right. And it, it, finding them reusable like that, it's it's difficult. Even nowadays, like unless you have an N95, it's it's almost impossible exactly. to find something that really fits you pro- appropriately. But yeah, cool. Yeah, won't move around while you're talking stuff like that. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, that last question, and again, we can always edit this. So Tyler can go to you first, but don't feel like you need to answer on the spot or have to be a perfect answer or anything like that. Um, but I was going to ask you, and this is kind of an impromptu question. Um, I guess since you've been here at RPA, obviously programs like this beyond RPA, which kind of again highlight employees and what they're doing outside of their work. Um, what other, not just benefits, but what are perks or maybe experiences or your overall perception of RPA? Like what's been your most favorite um, unique experience being here at RPA besides beyond RPA, like what are some other cool things that maybe, you know, out external candidates maybe have never got to experience firsthand or maybe things that we've never really ever promoted. Um, but what's been like your, your, one of your, and this will go for you also too, Amanda, what's been like your favorite, um, I guess, moment since you've been here at RPA, there has to have been something that kind of stood out to you. Um, and I guess we're, we're asking this question just to kind of give our listeners more of an insight to like why it's so great to work at this agency. Yeah. Um, I think my easy, quick answer is uh, RPA up. So yeah. for those that don't know, it's it's uh, essentially RPA's grad school, if you will. So associates can apply. It's um, a semester's length course of work. You learn about presentation skills and what goes into scoping for an agency and huh. how to make effective arguments and present your case um, and and sort of like a focus on your own personal branding too. And so each week there's a set of um, coursework that has <clears throat> centered around a certain topic. They'll bring outside um, speakers, but also internal um, folks to speak within the sort of curriculum. And then over time, each you're divided into a group um, and that group essentially is tasked with some sort of industry-wide challenge. Um, oh. When I did it as part of the inaugural class, our challenge was about how to continue to recruit um people from all walks of life and all different backgrounds and so it was an interesting project to tackle um we essentially took the approach of thinking of it as rpa being or the industry itself being a client and how would we so we had like service uh, sorry surveys we had focus groups we essentially built up a campaign to advertise advertising um which is a lot of fun and the whole program is is really valued by the agency itself so there's a lot of executive leadership exposure um as well as support from managers um and vps throughout the agency so there's a lot of love and support for it so i i found it extremely valuable and i i would say that was probably a highlight for me cool that's awesome yeah i i was kind of somewhat helping promote that within our erg group somewhat rpa um and but yeah that's cool to know that you get to handle all that and that you're part of the inaugural class as well that's that's amazing um that, that that's that's fantastic wow okay well, okay, that also makes sense why you've been here so long. Obviously, we've invested some, something into you as well, and so we are grateful for that you've been here as well that long. And um, that's cool. And for our listeners, that's an amazing program that anyone I think at the junior to mid level can kind of apply to. Um, so if you ever do are or interested in applying or getting a full time role here, and you do end up landing a job here, um, that is something you could definitely look into. Um, Amanda, same question to you. Um, what's been like your most defining or most memorable moment while you've been here at RPA? Um, honestly, for I'm I'm a pretty introverted person, so like the agency culture, obviously pre-pandemic was um, in the office was what probably one of my favorite parts. Um, like yeah. the concert music series um, was always my favorite thing. Having the um, 
concerts in our um um oh my god we're getting the um <laughs> okay outside basically yeah um and then having food and drinks and everything and just listening to new music um but and socializing with people because i'm not yeah like i said i'm not the most introvert or extroverted person so being able to kind of talk to new people in the agency that i would mm -hmm. normally not talk to um that was a lot of fun for me so that's one thing i do miss about being in the office is having those little events outside um mm -hmm. And also just how uh, focused the agency is on kind of like your goals, like what you want to accomplish within the company. Um, they're very big on that. Um, just kind of if you want to take classes outside of the agency. Um, so, yeah, I think they're just very career driven and they want you to succeed. And I think also, you know, the people first mentality, same thing is just like, they just want you to succeed in any way you can. So yeah, mm. I like that. Awesome, cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, last question. Uh, well, I'm gonna ask you in a minute what, if you have any side projects or like any hustles that you wanna plug before that. But um, my question that I always ask, the last little two times I've done this, I've asked, um, what advice would you give to an entry-level candidate trying to make it in this industry and? Just someone, the best piece of advice I guess you give someone who's early on in their advertising career. And Tyler, you can go first if you feel comfortable with that. Yeah, um, I mean, that's a great question. I, I'd say spend time getting to develop relationships and know people uh, because that's mm. been sort of a, a big factor in my own career growth. But you know, not only the day-to-day -day people that you work with, but a lot of agency folks, and I, I'm assuming <laughs> industries across the way, like people love talking about themselves generally. And so if you get yeah. a chance to ask someone like, hey, I'd love to just have an informational interview with you, talk to you about your career history, like where you see the future of the industry or your department even, um, most people are going to be welcome and open to engage in those conversations. and surprisingly enough those conversations will take you pretty far because then you know this person you know who they are mm -hmm. what the department does so you sort of have a, a strong rapport with them um, and having that pretty early on <clears throat> is is something that's pretty invaluable yeah no you're right i, I think um, i mean i even got this job kind of just through networking at least had the opportunity to interview that way and i think that's how most jobs get landed nowadays specifically in this creative job market you just Networking is super important. So yeah, like you mentioned, that people first mentality of just focusing on those relationships. Um, so that's great advice. Thank you, Tyler. Okay, so as a last part of our um, discussion here on the podcast, um, Amanda, would you like to kind of discuss like I guess what's going on with you? Any cool projects? Any side hustles? Uh, you know, if um, Stitch and Scream is still Scream and Stitch is still going on, or if there's anything that you want to share with the audience? Oh sure. Well, as yeah. You might guess uh, business has pretty much come to like a complete halt on the mask front because of all the mandates being lifted. So yeah, uh, I have a site called pizzagirlcollective.com where I have a link to my mask Etsy shop. And I also have another Etsy shop where I make um, fan art for TV shows I watch and podcasts I listen to. Um, I'm nice. still kind of learning to sew other things that are not masks. So I will be adding those to um, the shop as well. And I will be cool. like, merging both Etsy shops together at a certain point. But um, for now, that's where the um, both shops will live. The links to those are on uh, pizzagirlcollective.com. 
Pizza Girl Collect of Awesome. Maybe hungry immediately just thinking of that, but that sounds yeah. really fun. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thanks, Amanda. Uh-huh. Tyler, okay. What else do you have going on? Obviously, besides, you know, being a league manager for um, the Varsity Gay League at Kickball, what else is going on with you? Anything you want to kind of do a shout out for? Any special plugs? You know, that's that's really mostly all the things that are going <laughs> off my world. Uh, I can just say, you know, like I, I'll continue to plug the Varsity Gay League and the organization. They were the one of the largest LGBTQ queer facing recreational sports organizations in the US. Um, they're located throughout the US, New York, Raleigh, you know, the name the name of the city, we're probably there, um, varsitygayleague.com for more information. Um, you know, I continue and I'm happy to manage the um, kickball league in Los Angeles where we have 24 plus teams every you know, three times throughout the year with 15 players wow. each. So we're look. it's, you know, it's a large organization, a large group of people. Um, so I'm fortunate enough to continue to work with them. Nice. Tyler, I'm also just curious, um, what position do you play, I guess, in, in, in like kickball? Like, I, I don't know much about it. I just say when I was a kid, um, obviously it's a lot more organized than that now. Um, but what, what, yeah, what, what position do you play? I play the pitcher. So I'm pitcher. the one getting the ball and rolling it down the field. Yeah, that seems actually incredibly difficult as someone who's only ever played soccer and I'm not very good with my hands or arms. I can, I mean, baseball seems like it's not somewhat easier, but it's, I don't know. It just seems like it's not difficult to throw forward. So I don't know. It just seems kind of intimidating to me. So good on you for doing that. That's, congratulations. Also, that's amazing. 24 teams all throughout the year. That's great. Um, what is the name of your team, by the way? I saw a picture saying she knows, but what is the name of your team? Is that it? Um, so I've, I have a bunch of teams. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> I used to be on, I made the team called Your Mom at one point. We used to be on a team called She Knows. Um, my current team that I manage and captain is called The Kids. And the then kids. Okay. Uh, I have a tournament team called The Armadillos. The Armadillos, nice. What, what inspired the name The Kids? So we actually used to be the Sour Pitch Kids. And so Sorry. over time, God. we just abbreviated it to just The Kids. Got it. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right, just, just curiosities. So cool. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I don't have any other questions then, um, but it was so nice chatting both of you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedules and days to kind of jump on this and contribute to the podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm sure everyone listening who's eager and interested in applying or possibly having a career down here at RPA in the future is very, very grateful that both of you took time also as well to kind of give us a little more insights into this amazing program like Beyond RPA and to both of your amazing um, passions on the side. And we're also grateful for the teams who nominated you. So cool. Thank you again for listening to the episode. Now as we continue Women's History Month, here is special commentary from media supervisor MK Kim. When it comes to management, once you realize you're looking up to the person and that person really inspires you, it's like you know that this person is not just your boss, but a leader that helps you grow and encourages you to work even harder. And before coming to RPA, I had a manager who I would clearly describe as a leader, someone who outlined what a good leader is, and especially what it's like to be a woman leader in the field. I remember she was very charismatic, but you know, also very uh, fun and goofy to be around. So like she definitely had her manager moments, but also knew how to be very personable, which I truly admired. So when coming to RPA, I remember one of the uh, questions I was asked during an interview was like, what kind of management style do you have? So I just knew from the bottom of my heart that I wanted to become a manager like my former boss. 
I already know I'm a very like easygoing person, like have have that like bubbly type of personality. So I definitely have that personable character. But as a manager, I knew I was going to be that encouraging style where I will credit people for the work and really make sure that the right person is being acknowledged for the work, either women or men, both everyone, because even though we're working as a team, specific ideas come from certain people. And by crediting their work, no matter how small or big it is, that's really where people feel accomplished, understood, and you know feel really encouraged to take the next step. Um, our jobs as a manager is to make sure that not only does the work get done, but that people are actually enjoying their work. Like, let's be honest, everyone hates work. That's science. So why not at least try to make work a little bit better by giving credit to the right people, giving good feedback, and just making the atmosphere a little bit nicer. Thanks again for listening to Clear the Air with RPA. Please remember to leave a rating and a review and hit subscribe to the show on whichever platform you're listening from. If you have a show idea or guest you'd like to hear from, please don't hesitate to reach out to the team at rpa-pod at rpa.com. That's rpa-pod at rpa.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next Wednesday with another new episode.